episode 131 of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. And I'm Kate Miller. We got Kate back, folks. Yeah. Actually, she's been asking us ever yeah. since uh, episode yeah. 120, the Goodreads Choice Awards. She's like, when can I be on next? When can I be on next? Yeah. So we Technically, the, we had to let her. the 20 seconds we recorded and then deleted are now like our lost tapes. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, our I lost like mix. In like stereo, our lost stereo mix. You know, and for the first time in several weeks, when you say that we're recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, that's actually true because here yeah. we are. Nick has the staples out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sitting upright. Yeah. I'm wearing pants with buttons and zippers instead of just elastic, elastic so yeah. I'm doing all right. Yeah. We're recording in the ramshackles of my office, Yeah, which is in the process yeah, of being It looks being like painted. your office had a surgery. I know, it does. It does. So. It'll be a fun little scavenger hunt for me to find where all the different things are. Yeah. As soon as I can move yeah. my waist and use stomach muscles, yeah. of course. Like the tumor? No, that's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how are you, Eric? I'm good. Have you been doing a lot of reading over the week? Kind of. Is that a lie? We'll, we'll get it. We'll get to it. Okay. Did so. you want to talk to something about something no, before we get to it? I don't know. Okay. Well, oh today, boy, I'm panicking. Today we're going to be talking about the Youth Media Awards that were announced. Uh, most of them were announced at the ALA convention last mm-hmm. week. So we're going to be covering some of those as we do every year. Uh, my, I, I wasn't as good this year. Like when I was going through all the winners and the nominees and stuff, mm-hmm. usually I have seen a lot more of them than I did this year. So I'm going to go ahead and blame surgery on that. Nice. Good call. So, Kate? I didn't like any of the winners. Oh, my gosh. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler Just alert. Saying. All right. All right. So we're going to get there later in the episode. Right now, we're going to open up our old book, see where the bookmarks are. Yay. Eric, why don't you go first? I, I want to hear what you've been doing on that Marvel Now app. Marvel Unlimited? Marvel Unlimited. Sorry. Yeah. That's like Sorry. a Star Trek Star Wars slip up that I keep doing. Yeah. I think you're thinking Serenity now. You know what? While we're talking about Star Trek, uh-huh. can I just say I'm into Star Trek Discovery? What happened? I don't know. Uh, it's the Kate, medication. Kate, you weren't aware of this, but when Star Trek Discovery started, I hated it. Okay. We watched, what, four episodes, Eric, together? Yes. And hated them. <laughs> Totally hated them. And then while, while I was just sick on the couch, I watched the next episode and then the next. And both my wife and I are like, we're loving this. We've just accepted that it's a separate thing altogether. It's just that its own little difference. thing. It does. That's totally you, different. Though. Star Trek? You don't like Star Trek. Uh, no. Have you really. seen any Star Trek? Uh, no. Nothing. I Not guess much. the question's always no. <laughs> Eric's telling me to stop asking. Yeah. Kate has Giving seen you the things. kill switch on that conversation. <laughs> There's an animated series. Get your kids into the animated series and maybe you'll see. Sure. Sure, we can give it a try. You can watch it 10 minutes at a time before you have to go make a sandwich or something. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Is Eric, that about being a parent? Like yeah. you just, that you always assume you're going to have to go make a sandwich yeah, sometime? Make, make a peanut butter sandwich in the middle of whatever you're doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, cheese. My son is always asking for cheese. Okay. My dogs are always asking for cheese. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, but if I'm eating cheese. Oh, that makes so sense. So I was just eating, I, I wanted like a meat and cheese platter. Yeah. So my wife got me a packet of pepperoni and a block of cheese. Wow. So I just, I kind of made wow. my own. I hope she also got you some prunes. hey <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second. Yeah, it did. So. <laughs> Take longer than that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. All right. So what have you been reading? Uh, Did I finish? Okay. I don't know if I, so I, I kept reading Incredible Hercules. Yes. The, the comic series Incredible Hercules. Yeah. Uh, the, what was this one called? This volume called? I don't know. The Mighty Thorcules. So <laughs> I don't. I didn't know that Hercules in the comics has like a. He doesn't like Thor. I mean, he likes. He respects it, but he he just kind of calls him like Goldilocks. Okay. He doesn't like all the popularity Thor has sure. compared to him. Yeah. So. Uh, they, he gets tricked into dressing up like Thor to fight off the uh, the drow elves, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just so funny because he's 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 a funny <laughs> I, guy. I can tell that Kate thinks that's funny but too. What's definitely. funny is He's, Thor finds out. Thor finds out, Kate. But oh, yeah. to stop a war from happening, okay. Thor dresses up as Hercules. Oh no! And so then they battle it out. Yeah. And it's the fight is hilarious. And at the end. Uh, Hercules still dresses Thor. He's like, fine, let it be known from here into eternity that at this battle, Hercules beat Thor because Thor is beat, right. is, was beaten. Sure. But he's dressed as, uh, it's so funny. What are you going to do? And he's just, he's like looking at the, he's like gives the camera a thumbs up. That's fun. It's hilarious. Fine, whatever. No, it's, you I, know, it's I'm glad you enjoyed it. You people, whatever. Yeah, Kate thinks it sounds amazing. I read some Venom comics, but they don't, they don't have uh There's no trades. There's no trades because oh. they're only three issue ones. Okay. Ven- they, they got weird. The Venom versus the Juggernaut one is weird. Venom starts like gets a Mercury virus, which causes the suit to like do tiny little Venom faces all over his costume. Oh. Not cool. 
Uh, I read Siege, New Avengers. This is the last Siege. New Avenger. Wow, welcome to 2009. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 10, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, because I finally finished that Brian Michael Bendis New Avengers run. Oh, you love him. Uh, the previous volume, I don't know if I talked about this one, Power Loss, it was fine. It was like an improvement. This okay. one, right back to standard Down. crap. Right, Doctor wow. Strange, Doctor Doom, Triumph and Torment. It's good. Mm. The art's messy, but it's very dated. You know, they say doctors make the worst patients. So when you get two doctors, oh yeah, bed, yeah, probably yeah. No, of... you take your medicine, yeah. <laughs> and then they just start punching. Let me see my chart. Yeah, <laughs> no. classic Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange banter. Uh, so Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange helps Doctor Doom go to hell okay. to Whoa. free the soul of Doom's mother, who's trapped by okay. Mephisto in hell. Sure. Um, this was one of this wasn't the first of in the '80s. Marvel started doing like the graphic novel only storylines, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. did that with Godman, uh, X Men: God Loves, Man Kills, which okay. is good and still works. This one, it's a little too dated, too much, too wordy. The art's too messy. Right. It's very dated. Uh, and then I read Annihilation, the book. Ah, uh, oh, oh, the actual the book that's. Uh, oh, you thought the comic book? I did. Yeah. I have read Marvel's Annihilation. Yes, I know that. That's why I, that is fantastic. That's why Do you I want me? We could just talk about the Marvel Annihilation. No, that's okay. Saga. We covered this in episode one twenty six, uh, the page to screen episode, where we're talking. Yeah. About, uh, so my wife read this coming out this year by Jeff Vandermeer. Okay. Uh, loved it. She loved yes. it. She listened to it. Made getting made into a movie with Natalie Portman later yes. in the year. Okay. Yes, and Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. Uh, directed by the man who directed Ex Machina, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. Um, so I read it, and I thought it was weird. Is this what is this like a bio terror? I don't know even situation? how they have to go okay. into an area. The book it's is called Area X. Books. Yep. Um, that's this place that's been that's just changing. It's been cut off from the rest of the continent for decades. Okay. It's changing. The plant life is mutating in weird ways. Um, I can't give too much away without like spoiling the reveals of the book. But it's just, it's written weirdly. I didn't really get it at the end. Uh, and it cuts every now and then to flashbacks of her and her husband because her husband went on an expedition before her um, and may or may not have come back. And... Um, hmm. It's weird for me with this kind of book, but I actually preferred the flashback scenes between oh, her and her husband because she's very weird and cut off okay. from humanity and everything. So I enjoyed like seeing her interacting in a normal situation in this weird way, as opposed to acting weird in a mm. weird situation. Mm. So yes, you know what? I have a I have a similar with one of the things I read. We'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. But I I'll... also have a similar. Oh, uh, and then I. I started reading Exiles. We're back to comic books, people. Oh, um, note to self. Don't let Eric go first. <laughs> Here's the thing about Exiles. Yeah. I started reading this in the early 2000s, um, but I didn't like start at the beginning because I started like before I was okay, reading monthly comic books. You'd have to hear this books. if you weren't on here anyway, so at least it's double duty right now. Uh, oh, you have heard. Okay. And then, right. so I started reading Exiles yeah. like because I had read some uh, beforehand. So I know some of the stuff that's going to show up, but I never Uh-oh. started from the beginning. Um, but it's weird. It's so alternate reality versions of certain X Men characters. I like, like a good alternate reality. So there's Blink. <laughs> One where we have a different president. Am I right? High fives all around. Okay. So there's Blink. There's Morph. Morph. I love uh, Morph. Yeah, Morph's there. The uh, Mimic is there, and in his reality, Mimic was like the one of the greatest superheroes. So he's got sure. Wolverine claws, Colossus okay. armor, Angel wings, and everything. Nocturne. I could go over the cast, but we don't. But so their 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 timelines are messed up. So they're pulled from their timelines. Okay. And in order. Uh, their timelines will be fixed if they go around fixing other timelines. So they have to go and change something or make sure something happens in the timeline. So they're kind of like, but they're stuck. They can't, they can't ever go back until like they're done. So they're, they don't ever have any rest. So they're just like going from situation to situation. And they're just like, it's, it's a very sad comic. I forgot Mm. how sad it is because like sometimes they like build relationships and then in that world and then they have to leave. Um, Because they're alternate reality characters, they're all expendable. So they, uh, a few have already died, and I'm only three volumes in. Oh. Um, yeah. Kind so, of a Western vibe. Yeah. So I remember reading an early review saying Sliders wasn't canceled. It just moved to Marvel. Marvel. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been good. Some Like the first storyline is they have to go find somebody who will lead the mutants, and they're like, yeah. oh, we got to go f- save Professor X, and they go get him out of prison. It turns out he's a bad guy. Is going to just destroy the world. So then they have to kill Professor X. You know, and free Magneto. The thing with that is, uh-huh. Sliders ended on a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, moved to sci-fi. Uh-huh. Did another season. Yeah, ended on a cliffhanger. John, Reece, is that about what you're talking John about? John Rice Davies hates Sliders. Well, 
he said it was a terrible time. Yeah. He, he, at one convention, he was just like, I hate this. I hate this. And then one person was like, oh, what's your favorite episode of Sliders? And he's like, the balls on this guy. <laughs> so I watched one episode of That's Sliders. Funny. And it was where they went to a dinosaur planet where the dinosaurs yeah. were like in a, sure. par- uh, in a safari. That was all. But there wasn't a lot of dinosaur stuff, Sliders, so yeah. I never watched another episode very, of Sliders. It is very issue heavy. It's like, let's go to this world where like this one thing that's controversial, yes. you know, yeah. and you look at that. So it's basically law and order. <laughs> uh, chung, chung. Yeah. All right. That's it. I've, I'm starting, finally, the uh, Astrophysics for Dummies. No, Astrophysics for People, people in a Hurry. In a hurry. Yeah. Uh, and I got to finish. I need to finish this run. Of the Incredible Hercules, because then there's a few more volumes, and then he got a new series just called oh. Herc. Woo! Do you know Amadeus Chow? Look, I'm yes, not talking. You ask comics. me that every single week. Right. Yes, the answer is yes. Here you go, Kate. Kate, do you know who Amadeus Chow is? You don't care. Here, she doesn't. Kate can do her uh, bookmark now. All right, yes, Kate, tell us what you've been reading it, and you know what? I think I'm going to ask that you not just just this time skip the comic books that you've read. Oh, jeez. I know. I've got nothing. Then. Just for time's sake. What am I supposed to do, do with this? the actual novels? Ah, oh, jeez. All just right. Just give it a shot. I guess this time. Okay. I will try. Um, so I was looking at the prediction lists for the Newberry and the Caldecott. Oh, sure. So I've been reading a couple of those. I read Orphan Island by Laurel Snyder. Okay. Was on one of the lists. Yeah. It was awful. Really? I, I oh. so rarely <laughs> just come out and say I have that in my stack of awful. two reads, so maybe I'll move that to Skim the bottom. Skim it. Okay. Skim it if you're really okay. insisting. Yeah. No, I, I never say that it's, it's a bad book, but mm. I hated this one it wasn't cohesive nine orphans are sent to an island and they're all a year apart okay okay so every year this little green boat comes up and drops off the new orphan oh like three or four every year alternates one year it's a girl next year it's a boy and then the eldest orphan has to get into the boat and leave the island Hmm. and then you know that well that premise sounds kind of interesting it does it sounded really good Hmm. and you know you get the metaphor that the island is childhood yeah you know they bury their shoes they run barefoot Mm. on the sand there's nothing that can hurt them they're they're indestructible and invincible and then this one the eldest orphan goes and messes everything up and there was the saying that you know nine orphans and no more and or the sky will fall something to that effect and so everything starts going wrong when this one orphan stays because she's not ready to give up childhood Mm. yet but really it's just it's obnoxiously written i don't like any of the characters it was it it was such a good idea but i didn't like how it was all put together age range is what on this one would you say is is it like a j Uh, yeah it's a j yeah yeah so that was that was and that didn't win great no just was which i was yeah it was on one of the prediction lists that i saw and then um, I read Hello Universe, which right. did win, okay. so I won't talk too much yeah, about save it, it, but not bad. Okay. Not bad. So that that's about what I've been doing okay. lately. Anything, any other interesting things that you've read in the last several weeks since uh, we've had you on? Anything I read about? The Hate You Give. Oh. That one was good. Yeah? You liked it? Uh, yeah, I did. I really did like that one. I've heard I have a couple, Eric included, I think, am I allowed to say this, that have <laughs> had a little trouble like with the whole teen... <sighs> Yeah, speak I, in the... I can understand that, but if you get past that part of it, it's yeah. really a good book. It's okay. enjoyable. Huh. All right. Well, um, for me, let's see. Uh, I just finished North of Boston, which Kate and I are leading a book club on. Yay. So are you, have you started that yet, oh, oh. Kate? Sorry. Just started it last okay. night. <laughs> uh, I actually like this. I, I, I liked it. Um, this is one. This is one I was talking about, Eric, because the story is basically this woman has a tragedy in the beginning, and she's trying to kind of figure out, uh, put the pieces together of this mystery. And the other half of that is just kind of her screwed up life. Right. And I really liked the stuff about her just being kind of a mess and and the different aspects of her life. And so I kind of, I, I don't know. I almost would have preferred a book just about her, really, like without the mystery. But I liked the mystery too. Overall, I think it was really good. But I did find myself really drawn to those parts that weren't like really mystery heavy. <laughs> That's so, exciting, though. Yeah. Did yours also have like a plant monster that was mutated from possible human yeah, DNA? Yeah, did. Hey, and on an unrelated note, do you know Amadeus Cho? <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so I finished North of Boston, and I, and I did really enjoy that. So I'm looking forward to talking about that in our next book club. All right. You can join us for that. That's yes. March 7th, I think. Yeah. March 7th. Yeah. You can join us for that. I did read some comic books. <gasps> I won't go crazy. Okay. I read uh, Detective Comics Icarus. Icarus. Pretty good. I really like the nice. art. That's kind of later in the run. I read the Han Solo standalone uh, Star Wars graphic novel. Sure. 
Not good. They should make a Han Solo standalone movie. No, they shouldn't. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. It's a t- nobody wants it. Nobody wants it's it. Terrible idea. Boo. Uh, and then I read Mark Wade's take on the Green Hornet, yeah. Volume One, and I really liked that. I like Mark Wade. Yeah, I think you might actually like this one. It, He's it's, a solid wor- workhorse. Yeah. It, you know the whole thing with Green Hornet, Kate. You probably don't know. Green Hornet pretends to be like an underworld kingpin like his whole thing is that he people think he's a super villain so he can kind of get in with the villains or like a comedy star yeah or like a seth rogan type but that never really makes sense to me like why that would work but mark way did a really good job of making that interesting and and like oh yeah that makes sense so i enjoyed that daredevil Uh, once became the kingpin he beat up the kingpin and said i'm the kingpin now now. and then that was just kind of he didn't really do it (laughs) jeez i'm the kingpin now yeah very nice thank you um, I haven't started anything, so I'm in this little, yeah. I'm in this window. We're not reading anything. This window? Yeah. Okay. So I got to pick up some new graphics. Yeah, I have the storm. And I think I'm actually going to move on to Wrinkle in Time next. Nice. Have you guys read Wrinkle in Time? Yeah. Yep. Yes, oh. for Kate. Yes. Yes, for Eric. Yes. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, thumbs it was fine for me. Mostly. Go ahead, Kate. Mostly a thumbs up. Okay. It was a little slow. All right. Interesting. Yes. So I'm going to start that next. If you think love is like a law of the universe. I think it's a battlefield. Like, yes, that's true. <laughs> but if you think there's gravity, okay. time, matter, and love, yeah. you'll really like it. Yeah. So well, it worked for that the, was uh, Inception. That was a big tears, one. Yeah. So. No, that's true. That was heart. You're right. You can have heart without love. You, you sure can. <laughs> you sure can. So uh, That's it for me. What's Mati doing these days? Mati? Yeah. I don't know. Probably okay. running like an animal Who shelter. Who did the monkey belong to? Did the monkey that belong to Mati? Yeah, it was Mati's monkey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's Captain Planet. Yeah. Kate. Did you ever watch Captain Planet, Kate, when you were young? Um, I vaguely remember. Was that the one with the rings? Yeah, the rings. Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah, I really remember. There was one ring to rule them all, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's the Is one. That, sure, am I remembering sure, that right, yeah. Eric? No, there were five rings. Oh. And okay. they summoned a demigod. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Who, whose power was also through jokes and puns. Yeah. Remember was. when he, uh, at one episode, he beat up Loot and Plunder, yeah. flew him all the way to Antarctica and left him there. Yeah. And then flew back, and he told the planet, he's like, I hope he doesn't try selling weapons to the penguins. And everybody laughed. That's pretty good. But then it's kind of like, <laughs> but what if he does? It's a classic dad joke. Arm yeah. the penguins, yeah. then, then you have Batman Returns. And nobody knows <gasps> that. Hey. Listen. Okay. I also watched a couple of movies. Oh. Page of Screen Adaptations. Good for you. Uh, Sorry. I rewatched with my son, Disney's 101 Dalmatians. Great movie. So Totally holds up. You're calling me your son now? <laughs> No, because oh, I was that's there. True. You watched the tail end of that. Yeah, uh, I love that movie. It was one yeah. of my favorites. The puppy as a dog kid. tail end of that totally holds up. Yeah, the book. Has, have you just read the book, Kate? Have you read it? No. Kate shaking her head. Okay. No. I read it a long time ago when I was young. What I remember most is how different it was. And okay. I remember there was one with no spots. Oh, all that's right. That's all. Um, I forget how I really dark it is. Movie. It's dark because you're like, oh yeah, they get captured yeah. and everything, but you forget sometimes. Yeah, they don't hold back. That they're going to skin. Yeah. <laughs> puppies yeah they're, they're they turn very them into a coat they're very open about that they're like i'm gonna murder this puppy yeah i'm gonna rip its skin yeah. off and I'm there's a conversation a between cruella and uh what horace and jasper horace and jasper yeah. where they're like should we hit them over the head yeah. until they're dead <laughs> yeah, and then skin them she's like i mean you could drown them maybe drown them <laughs> use ether it's chloroform dark. It's dark. and yeah. the puppies are just like these little tiny puppies yeah it's just like what this is terrible <laughs> yeah. and then they're like yeah. walking through the snow and like one of them almost gets left behind because he yeah. can't walk anymore yeah in the snow yeah it's terrible. A lot of interesting things about the making of that movie. Yeah. They actually made models for the cars and uh-huh. filmed that and uh-huh. then transferred that to like animation yeah. cells. So that's why they look so real yeah. and cool. Anyway, yeah. that still good. So if you yeah. haven't seen it in a while, yeah. check I it like out. I like at the end when they get back and there's 101 puppies and uh, uh, the debt. Roger. The guy, Roger yeah. is like, they're like, how'd we get so many? And he's like, Pongo, you rascal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. No questions asked. Yeah. I also watched my cousin Rachel, uh-huh. starring Rachel Wise. Uh-huh. It was pretty good. Have you seen Rebecca Hitchcock's Rebecca? No. No. Okay. Well, it's the, <laughs> sorry. The I book. gave you a are you serious look. Yeah, you did. It's a audio. you don't like Hitchcock? I thought you did like Hitchcock. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, I didn't realize that was Hitchcock. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I thought. I thought. Never mind. Okay. You're right. Good talk. Sorry. Anyway, they're both written by the same author. Those ah. books are both written. So this one did have a lot of... It's had similar pacing yes. and a similar like, what's going yeah. on? Feel to it. So okay. I liked it. A little slow, but I liked it. Okay. So that's in our collection. You can check it like, out. I uh, like... I have my cousin, Brianna. Oh, yeah. I remember her. She's a listener. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. I also like... Hockey fan. Marissa Tomei's My Cousin Vinny. Sure. Great movie. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like the only time Ralph Macchio was not the Karate Kid, if I'm remembering right. That might be true, yeah. And he might have been the Karate Kid in disguise. That's <laughs> Hey, speaking of the Karate Kid. Learning the ways of the did world. Did you know that YouTube Red is making a sitcom with Ralph Macchio and the other guy? No. From Karate Kid, set in the Karate Kid world. Do you know they're making a new Karate Kid movie? Really? Yeah, called... Uh, with Jaden Smith? Seppa Fi or something? Huh. So, I don't know. Okay. Is Jackie Chan going to be in it? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that one made tons of money, but we don't need to talk about that. No, we don't. I kind of liked it. Keep going on, man. Was there more for me to talk about? I thought you had more movies. No. Oh, that was two movies. I know. And one of them was like a 1950s film. Yeah. I saw Black Panther. I saw Black Panther. Okay. And Phantom Thread. Oh, mm, The Post. I saw The Post. Black Panther, The Post. And then you and I both saw The Darkest Hour. Yeah, we did. And I have grown less appreciative of its train scene. Hmm. So... All train scenes pale in comparison to Spider-Man 2's train fight. What about Doc what about Unstoppable with Chris Pine? That's a that's whole train scene. Yeah, that's one train, train scene. scene. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> Kate, you didn't see Black Panther. No, I don't watch anything. I just I wanted that on record that she didn't see Black Panther, but she, we did. She did watch Wonder Woman in like five installments over several that's weeks. True, I yeah. think. Yeah, for Black her, Panther was great. For her, Wonder Woman is a mini series. <laughs> sketches it. Yeah, a limited run summer series. Yeah, yeah Black Panther was very good. Yeah. I, I think it's it's the most serious in Civil War, yeah. even though that was only 2016. Yeah. So that doesn't seem like a long time, but they've had like five movies yeah. since. <laughs> it's been a lot. But I feel like Black Panther is now up there with the Captain America films as like Marvel's like, these films will be more serious than mm-hmm. the other films. Mm-hmm. We'll have our jokey Guardians and Thors and Spider-Mans, but uh, we're going to deal with some more yeah. serious topics in Black Panther. Absolutely. So that's all. All right. Well, do you want to move on to the old publishing world, see what we've got coming out? Yes. Here are some advance notices, folks, uh, from Susan Albert, or sorry, Susan Wittig Albert. Yes, that's right. Uh, number 26 in her China Bales series, uh, Queen Anne's Lace, a present-day ghost leads China Bales ah. to a secret from Pecan Springs past and the haunting mystery from New York Times bestselling author Susan Wittig Albert. I'm pretty sure a, this has come up a time a before. A present-day ghost? Yeah, present-day ghost. Yeah. I don't understand. Wouldn't most ghosts be not present day? Isn't yeah, that part of their shtick? Look, I don't know what, what it means. Yeah. No, I'm a present tense ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not from the past. I also liked Black Panther. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Boy, that ghost is more hip than Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, the ghost... <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, I feel bad for ghosts that are haunting Kate's house. Oh, yeah. Who just want to watch today's movies. Yeah. It's like, can't we finish Wonder Woman? She cares not for pacing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from David Baldacci, The Fallen, Amos Decker, number four. David Baldacci returns with the next blockbuster yeah. thriller in his number one New York Times bestselling Memory Man series featuring Amos Decker, the man who can forget nothing oh that stinks Boy, I bet he <gasps> that was like in that uh animorph I bet he story i told you about oh the, the chi kid, that yeah. couldn't uh can't that forget he he went Cannot. to he killed some he finally like joined the battle and then he couldn't forget. remember the death he yeah. couldn't forget the death yeah hey i sounded really messed up there like i didn't know bit. what i was talking about yeah you gave that impression you do <sighs> sometimes uh mary higgins clark uh-huh. got a new one coming out i've got my eyes on you ah yep uh, after a party when her parents are away, 18-year-old Carrie Dowling is found dully, oh, sorry, fully dressed, not dully dressed. <laughs> dully dressed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's what she chose. Uh, <laughs> You'll just wear anything. Look, it's about to get dark, so. Oh. Found fully dressed at the bottom of the family pool. The immediate suspect is her boyfriend, mm. who had a bitter argument with her at the party. Then there is a 20-year-old neighbor who was angry because she didn't invite him to the look, party. this might or, be... Never mind. Is there someone else that was a dark joker <laughs> who has not been seen on the radar? Oh yeah. Carrie's older sister Eileen, a 28-year-old guidance counselor, is determined to assist prosecutors' office oh. in learning the truth. I'm a guidance she does counselor not by day, now cop by night. She's putting her own life yeah. in danger. So we have all these consultant detectives. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm a crime author. Yeah. I'm a. I study archaeology. Yeah. And now it's like, I help kids decide which classes to take, mm-hmm. which helps me solve crimes. That's cool. This person committed a crime because they wanted to do photography, but we sent them to journalism class. I like it. Big mistake. Yep. It is a big mistake. All right. Well, that's you weren't on board with that bit. I understand. I, you're right. I'm sorry. That's fine. I, was, I barely held together, as you'll recall. That's true. Uh, that's it for yeah. me. So you want right. to tell us what's up in the New York Times bestseller list? Yeah. All right. This is the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover nonfiction. Oh. Yes. Okay. Let's get political. So, all right. Uh, number 10. 
Promise Me Dad by Joe Biden. Sad story. Sad story. You know what else is a sad story? What? 101 Dalmatians. No, and The it's Exiles. Redemptive. It's redemptive. Oh, okay. Then just The Exiles. Okay. Um, number nine, The Last Black Unicorn, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah. Do you remember who Tiffany Haddish is this I time? I remember this time. Okay. Yeah, sure Every do. time I bring this up, you're like, okay, I don't know who that is. And yeah. like, yes, you do. I you do. like her. I remember now. Uh, number eight, Everything Happens for a Reason by Kate Bowler. A divinity school professor examines her uh, tacit beliefs when she learns she has late stage colon cancer. Kate, are you nodding because I'm pronouncing words correct? Because I saw you, I said, I read tacit and you yeah. nodded. Yep. Like you're like, very good. <laughs> yep. There's oh, a little okay. bit of a pause. A little was, bit of a... I was going to offer help, but you got it. Yeah. So, yes, he made I'm it through. It. I'm sorry. He made it I'm through. I'm very aware of what's happening as I'm reading this. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. This is a number seven? <laughs> All right. Good. I got, a, I got a good job on that one. All right. Number seven, Killers of the Flower Moon by David Gran. So, this came... This was gone for a while. Yeah. Not, and now it's back. Back. Yeah. Well, it won a lot of awards and stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, the Nick Gunning Award for no. most unread book? Yes, it did. It was <laughs> at least a runner-up. Yeah. All right. Number six, Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. And we already talked about Leonardo DiCaprio is playing, playing Leonardo da Vinci yep. in Leonardo the Ninja Turtle's directorial debut yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am... No, wait. What's the tiger? What's the cheetah? The Cheetos cheetah? Isn't one of them called... Chester. Oh, Chester. Chester. I thought so. he was called Leo. Leo. <laughs> Is there no, uh, no Leo the Tiger? Leo the Tiger. Leo the Lion. Leo the Lion. What's he do? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, number five, being read by me right now, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry Ooh. by Neil deGrasse Tyson. You have been not here been for... in a hurry to read this book. That's true. It's been here for 41 weeks, so a lot of people have been slow to get to it. Yeah. That, yeah. that means people are buying it, not that people are reading it. <laughs> I want to make that distinction. Number four, this is new this re- week, uh, Directorate S. By Steve Cole, how the United States failed to understand a secret wing of a Pakistani intelligence agency and doomed two wars. Wow. Well, that sounds bad. Yeah. Probably don't want to do that. Nope. Speaking of the post, not speaking of the post, speaking of doomed wars, after watching the post, I'm just kind of left with like, what the frick, Vietnam? Yeah, just finally, a, you cracked it wide open. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like Vietnam was a bad idea. <laughs> I, I Breaking news from Eric Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as they're just saying all the stuff that they read in those papers, it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my. Like, the Post could have just been a movie of people just reading those papers. Like, also this. <laughs> Wait, what? And this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bad time. Turns out it was a bad time. Yeah. Who would have thought? Ugh. Number three, All American Murder by James Patterson. And Alex Abramich, Abramovich. Kate's not nodding her no, head this nodding time. No nodding there. And Mike mm-hmm. ha- Harv. Look, these are names. Yeah. Harvke. Yeah. So that's James Patterson with a co-writer who also brought his As co-writer. A co-writer. Along. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how many levels. Yeah. This... JP needs these pages quick. <laughs> Here you go, co-writer. Co-writer. <laughs> Number two, Obama by Peter Souza. And number one, Fire and Fury by Michael Wolf. Mm. That's on the nonfiction section. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. What's not fiction? Uh, all right. So this is the non nonfiction list. Non nonfiction. Yeah. It's got to be a simpler way to say that. No, okay. I think that was fine. You're right. Non nonfiction. Yeah, it says it so, all. Yeah, like Coco writer. Yeah. 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 That's also somebody who wrote the screenplay for Coco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was too oh, good. I guess. <laughs> All right. Number 10. Ooh, big hit this week. Number 10, The Rooster Bar by John Grisham. Oh. Though it's been here 16 weeks. Yeah. It's, it's, been, been... it's been on my couch for three weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, because it was in a gift bag it. for about one week. Yeah. Oh, wow. So four. <laughs> yeah. Four weeks. Sure. Sitting there okay. Red. Number nine, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Uh, this is the lawyer who learns about questionable practices mm-hmm. at a Tennessee orphanage. What this won something recently, right? Uh, yes, it won being on the New York Times list for 21 weeks. No, it's okay, but I mean, I think it did win something. All right, Kate, is this part of the Orphan Island series? I hope not. <laughs> okay, I, I set her up for that, but then I had to move the mic yeah. over to her. So it there's a, a bit of a bit. delay in these bits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's just the delay, not that they're poorly <laughs> executed. Number eight, Origin by Dan Brown. So that's down to eight, too. Still Maybe we're nothing. finally seeing 
these two leave because those two have like yeah, held on out. strong together. Get like out. they've been holding hands together and just yeah. like, I won't let you go, Rustavar. <laughs> yeah. You got to origin. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I'll give you that. Thank you. I like that. Uh, number seven, Little Fires Everywhere by right. Celeste NG. What was that? I've heard a lot of good things about that. Actually, I picked that one up the other day and uh-huh. read the first couple of pages and I was hooked. So All right. that's on my list too. Okay. Uh, number six, two weeks on the list, Dark and Death by J.D. Robb. And this mm. is Nora Roberts Yep, tricking us. Yep. But not all She's of not us. She's not trying that hard. Okay. She just wears black lipstick. That's pretty much the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Eve Dallas must find a killer inspired by the police thrillers before... Inspired just by police thrillers before another victim is murdered. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that'd be rough if you wrote like a police thriller and then somebody yeah. was inspired by your book Did to kill somebody. Well, you the, killed that's up the here. plot of the Raven with John Cusack. Yeah, sure. How was that? It was fine. All right. My sister loved it. Past guest, Christy, if you're listening. Oh, yes. It's like one of her favorites. So she made us all watch it. And none of us wanted to. Okay. But we all liked it. So all right. What are you going to do? Uh, number five is new this week. Look for me. I will. On the third day. On the third day. As the sun rises. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uncomfortably biblical for a second there. This is uh, Look for Me by Lisa Gardner. Oh, that's what, different. What's the, other ser- what's the other book called? What, the other book? Wasn't it Behind Me? Behind You? I, like, Look Behind You? Sure, yeah. Remember that? I'd be like, Look Behind yeah. You, and you'd be like, ah, yeah, It was funny for a couple of weeks. To All us. Right. Sergeant Detective D.D. Warren teams up with a torture survivor. Ooh. To find a missing teenager whose family members were gunned down. Huh. Dark, dark yeah. times. Well, judging from my times being tortured, it looks like they were shot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for that. Yeah, you don't get to do your torture humor very often, so I'm glad <laughs> that you true. I'm glad you had the chance. One might say my humor is a form of torture. Yeah. We actually Kate and I say that whenever you're not in the room. Yeah. Oh, did he yeah. tell you that bit? Oh, it was torture. <laughs> Uh, number four, two weeks on the list. Still Me by Jojo Moyes. Yep. Don't spoil it. Uh, Any synopsis reading spoils that's true. the whole trilogy. Yeah, so. spoils the first book. I know yeah. how the first book ends. Yeah. Controversially. Yeah. She becomes the first female astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> number Oops. three, The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. Loved it. Okay. Are, you, like, you don't like mysteries, do you? You're not really much of it. I don't mind mysteries. Okay. They just don't win me over quite okay. as easily well i really like the woman in the window and so did my wife and that's a new one six weeks on yeah, the list, yeah, huh? yeah 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 it's, i think I'll it debuted put it on my one. list it's very good it's a quick read i think you'd enjoy it okay eric not you what i don't think you would too dark nobody has powers <laughs> how dare you sir you know what? what she has the power of observation no she doesn't she's on she's Drunk and yeah, she sees heavily stuff. prescribed. She sees stuff. <laughs> Things that are there? Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, An American Marriage by... Here. Come on, Kate. Yeah, Kate, Show, get show me how it's done. Get in there. Tayari Jones? Look, that, she, that she backfired. Didn't hesitate. She didn't hesitate. Tayari Jones. It's all about confidence. A Eric. newlyweds couple's relationship is tested when the husband is sentenced to 12 years in prison. Well, that doesn't sound like an American Boy, marriage. That would test things. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, the honeymoon period's been great, but now I got to go to prison for 12 years. For 12 this years. This is going to really test things, Harold. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, if they're well, strong enough, they can get it. It'd be funny, it. like, if he, like, when he's out, yeah. they're like, oh, we've been married for 14 years, but they're only dealing with stuff that most newlyweds are dealing with yeah. now. Like, That's a Seinfeld episode right there. Uh, yeah. It's like their 15th wedding anniversary. Do we have to get him a gift? Yeah. They've only been together for three years. Yeah. There you yeah, go. It's classic yeah. Seinfeld. Um, huh. Are you going to read that? Is Jerry Seinfeld in it? No. Probably not. Though. All right. Well, it kind of sounds like your marriage. What? Well, it's an American marriage. Okay. Yes. Oh, you weren't married yes. in New York State. Yes, I did a dime Whoa. in prison. <laughs> but a, other than that. A dime's 10. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it, that's what I'm saying. It's not that yeah. much like okay. it. Okay. Cool. I was a 12-year sentence, but I got off for good behavior. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What was the crime? Uh, actually making license plates illegally, <laughs> which was <laughs> so that's pretty, right. pretty ironic. Yeah. Pretty ironic. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, okay i'm glad that cracked you up uh (laughs) number one the great alone so oh man he's he really knocked himself down with the license plate bit (laughs) no jeez 
Uh, give Kate your mic for a while. I'm fine. I need somebody to I'm be good. with me on this uh, Great Alone book. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. The Great Alone yeah, by Kristen Hanna. Okay. What was that? I was just trying to be right with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Great Alone. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I'm alone. It's great. It's great. Just hanging just out in the by mountains. definition, The Great Alone is great. Yeah. A former prisoner of war. So this isn't the prisoner who was sentenced for 12 years for getting you married. Uh, the former prisoner of war returns from Vietnam... <gasps> which was bad. Bad, bad news. Yeah, and moves his to family Eric. to Alaska, oh. where they face tough conditions, Yikes. such as Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> such as never having sun or alternatively yeah. never having yeah. darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your two options. Yep. So, yeah. You never saw 30 Days a Night, right? No. That was a horror film, vampire film, based off of a comic. No. Oh. Well, thanks for checking. Well, the vampires go to this town in Alaska... Yeah. Because they have 30 days of the last yeah. of night. Yeah. So they're like, even one of the lines Pretty is like, news. why have we never come here before? Yeah. <laughs> this is great. It's a great idea. We're just going to feast. Yeah. It is dark. Yeah, I bet it, it is. It is a dark film. Yeah. A lot of death. Mm. So people get eaten. Have you been to Alaska? Have I been to Alaska? Yeah. No. You've been to weird places. I don't know. Oh, you mean like Egypt? Kate, Alaska? Japan. No, me neither. Oh. I was going to give Kate the mic, but she hasn't been she, to no, Alaska. She, said, no, she hasn't been to Alaska. I've been to Tennessee. I've been to Tennessee. Florida? Did you stop by Dollywood? Yeah, I've been to Florida. South Dakota. No. Woohoo. Yep, you win. <laughs> nice. Yeah, pretty good. I win America. Yes, you sure do. It's mine now. What? It's mine now. This land is your land, but it's also my land. Not anymore. Oh. All mine. Okay. I'm going to instate some new policies. Already? Yeah, uh, the great alone. Oh, okay. Which is how I feel sometimes Christian doing these Hannah. bits. Christian Hannah. What, what is the, do you have that up still? What's the synopsis of that? Because I remember thinking it was a weird follow-up to the Nightingale. What? No, that's the... The Vietnam guy, he, he moves the, his family okay, that's to Alaska. The one. We just talked about but, it. Yes, but that's the Kristen Hanna one. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I was confusing the two. Mm. I'm with you now. You're confusing a lot of people right now. Thank you. Not just two. Okay. Me and Kate. Well, still, it's not like historical or anything. It, it's Vietnam was it's a historical odd, event. You're right, it was. You're <laughs> right. I'm just saying it's an odd jump from all the, like, the people that she picked up for the yeah. nightingale to go it's also one jump sort of thing so ahead of the lawman i think this one's a lot more like in line with what christian hannah usually writes though so. what did she write before that oh like firefly lane and other things yeah you know i can't believe my eyes you can't uh oh wait i forgot the yeah song. you're right you're quoting owl city i forgot it though i know you did yeah Darn it. i saw you struggling <laughs> i was like kate, not even kate could help you there she was shaking yeah. her head no hmm. <laughs> all right are we ready is it is it segment time yeah all right, play the segment music. No, we don't have it. Oh, I Kate? Asked, I asked him. Here you I go, Kate. Kate, Kate. Kate brought a musical. Kate's going to beatbox. Yeah. All right. Ready? Kate, go. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, she's got it. She's, yeah, she's yeah. not feeling oh, well. She can't. That's fine. She can't beatbox. I don't know why you brought your tuba then. Well, I so. thought I thought yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah. but Kate's going to be much more of a help on this episode okay. than certain other people on this episode. You're talking about me? No. Oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> let's dive in. So as we mentioned up front in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Youth Media Awards for 2018. Uh, now, you guys both hated the Newberry winner for last year. Am I right? The girl who... I hated the girl who drank the moon. The moon, yes. I didn't mind it, but I wasn't crazy about it. Okay. So not not a hit. Eric, you have not read Hello Universe. Hello, no. Are you going to, do you think? It looks good. Like, I was... It's when quick. I got it... It's what? It's quick. Uh, it's quick, I've been told. Well, it's like for two-year-olds right yeah two-year-olds <laughs> that's exactly i don't know what two-year-olds right are age. reading at yeah it's two-year-olds i'm not limiting them you got it uh it looks i mean he's stuck in a hole right well yep. he's stuck in a well and then he meets the world yeah well anyway <laughs> <laughs> hello universe is a 2018 newberry medal award winner so kate you read it you want to tell us a little bit about it i did um and it's really not just about saying hello to the world or the universe but um no, it's mostly about that kind <laughs> of it's more like the universe is saying hello to you oh okay uh, Hi there. The, these kids sixth grade 11 year old ish um are all kind of different walks of life different backgrounds different okay. heritage and yet the universe kind of pulls them together in this one experience it's you know there's a bully and there's a shy kid and there's a deaf girl and and a self-proclaimed psychic mm -hmm. and they all end up not the bully but the others all end up kind of being friends through these strings that the universe is tugging interesting it was it was cute i see the uh, on on the ala ala.org you can find all these and information about them but one of the the lines from the synopsis is filipino folklore and real life converge at the bottom of a well yes that's an interesting premise that happens <laughs> that's yes. an unusual <laughs> premise right there yes so yeah. you you say thumbs up 
Uh, yeah, it was good. I wasn't crazy about it, but for, I mean, it was a quick read. It was cute. It was enjoyable enough. I don't think it was super deep, but I, I don't know, for the 10 to 12 range, it was, it was good. I think it was appropriate. Why do you, well, here, let me, let me tell you what the chair of the, the Newberry Metal Committee said. This reading community celebrates the panoply of American literature of children published in 2017. Oh, we're delighted to share our selections with the world. So no, it doesn't. So really, they said nothing. It doesn't really tell you much, yeah, about why they chose this in particular there. But why do you think they chose it? Why do you like what stood out to you to make it special? The what stood out to me most was how inclusive it was. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, the Filipino boy. There's mm-hmm. an Asian girl and a deaf girl, okay. and they again, they all just kind of gravitate together through the universe so i think with how how diverse the cast was i think that was probably a big part of it to me at least uh are you familiar with the any of the ones that get the got the honor Um, so we have crown and ode to the fresh cut i have not read that but it is ordered long way down by jason reynolds haven't read that one and piecing me together uh written by renee watson nope eric are you familiar you you know long way down right uh i know of it jason aaron not Jason Aaron. Did I say Jason Aaron? Yeah, Jason Reynolds. Jason Reynolds. Jason Aaron wrote those Ghost Rider comics I just oh, read. Oh, that's, that's why I've got yeah, him Ghost on the brain. Ghost Rider on the brain. Yeah. That's Was it. there more to that? No, just Long Way Down. He did, wrote did the have... uh, he wrote uh, the Miles Morales yeah. Spider-Man book. Yeah. Which I did not like. Oh, you didn't like that? No. So Well, I read Crown and Ode to the Fresh Cut. That's, that's a pretty fun one. It's just oh, about a little boy who is like really excited about getting a haircut we have like, that one on order right the now. the way he feels having had a haircut yeah it's fun it's a fun read it's, yeah. it's a picture book yeah it's not um the other ones seem like they're more like my haircut books, book but... would be a depressing read yeah <laughs> just lots of looking down yeah lots i of... guess yeah just do what you can yeah <laughs> uh hide the forehead right <laughs> crown and ode to the fresh cut written by yeah. Derek barnes illustrated by gordon c james a boy walks into a barber shop a prince walks out now oh not prince but uh-huh. hey, Prince. Well, Prince is gone. Gone. Yeah. Uh, through typical, oh, sorry, through lyrical free verse, Derek Barnes' joyous pan celebrates the universal, transformative, confidence-building experience of a great haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about Long Way Down? Do you have that in front of you, Eric? Yeah. Terse, sharp verse depicts desperate teenager seeking to avenge the shooting death of his brother. Gun, Tucked into his waistband, he is shocked by the appearance of childhood friends and relatives on a chilling 60-second elevator ride. Visceral language and raw emotion result in a powerful novel of grief and vengeance. Yikes. That sounds pretty raw. Oh, so long way down the elevator ride. I yeah. get Okay, that's what. Oh, well, that's oh and those of, are elevator buttons. That's an interesting premise. I like the cover too. just made sense to me for the first time. Kate, you want to tell us about Piecing Me Together? The last sure, one here, Renee Watson. All right. I'm learning to speak, to give myself a way out, a way in. Jade's mixed media collages, <laughs> thank you, Eric, for that, <laughs> evolve as she finds her voice. Through artful and poetic language, Watson explores themes of race, class, gender, and body image in this dynamic journey. Mm. See, that even sounds deeper than yeah. Hello Universe to me. I don't know. <laughs> and Kate, you might notice journey starts with a J, but the J sounds like a G. If it started with a G, I would have called it a gurney, and that would have been entirely different. <laughs> Eric, I don't have the I don't, prin- like I don't have the Prince Awards in front of me. Do you have the Prince up? You want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I got a the Prince bit? Award. Let's do uh, it. Purple Rain wins again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll all do the celebratory bat dance. Yeah. So well, we should party like it's 1999. Yeah. Because of pr- and never mind. Tell, <laughs> us, tell us who won the award. All right. Uh, who won, or do you want the honors first? You know what. Dealer's choice. Go ahead. Honors first, then. Vincent and Theo, the Van Gogh brothers. And I know you're going to ask if Theo is the son from the Cosby show. It's no fun if you can't do a Cosby impersonation. Oh, and yeah, and you, you can't. You really can't. You can't, so. no. I'm going to suggest against that. So, okay. Uh, inspired by the more than 700 letters that Van Gogh brothers wrote to each other. Mm. Look, I'm already bored. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm doing a lot of things Theo, M- me too. <laughs> I might be famous someday. <laughs> kind of a rough go of it, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just feel like no one's ever going to appreciate me while I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Doctor Who episode with Vincent Van Gogh makes my wife cry. Oh, yeah. I just heard about that recently. Were hey. we talking about that on the podcast? I don't know where that came up. I, we just started talking about it now. Okay. Are you, maybe you're having like an out-of-body no, experience. No, I just had a conversation about this. Very so you haven't seen that episode yet. Why. No, I haven't. But you are going to watch it? No, probably not. I thought you were watching through Doctor Who. We watched some, yeah. We watched some. We kind of stalled. I'm just not that into it. Van Gogh goes to like the f- present. Yeah. And 
goes to a museum because he doesn't think anyone appreciates his art and like the curator is telling him about how much he loves the piece and yeah. other people are talking about how much they love the art and it's just like this very like emotional moment for him because he sees he's appreciated but then it's sad because he still commits suicide okay that is sad yeah all right doctor who yes what else we got uh, stranger the dreamer which we have so vincent and theo is on order here stranger the dreamer by lonnie taylor yes strange strange the dreamer, strange the dreamer. Oh. thank you kate that wasn't even a misprint. Yeah, I just added letters there. In the world of gods, monsters, and nightmares, orphan librarian. Orphan librarian? Look out. I'm a librarian with no library. Yeah. That's real sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shelf, but I have no books. Um, and Eric's, Eric's writing poetry. He's yeah. just freestyling. <laughs> uh, orphan librarian Lazio and goddess Sari find each other in their dreams. Okay. Against the backdrop of a city reeling after a brutal war, the lushly built, extravagantly written tale explores vengeance, love, and mercy. A lot of vengeance being explored Apparently, these days. Yeah. yeah. And that's not even Ghost Rider that we're talking about. Yeah, so the spirit of vengeance. Imagine that. What's the... Hey, you know what? For, yeah. the, for the folks at home, the Prince Award is what again? It's geared just towards young adults, right? It's just the uh, the upper... The Michael L. Prince Award is awarded for a book that exemplifies literary excellence in young adult literature. It is named for... A Topeka, Kansas school librarian who is a long-time active member of the Young Adult Library Service Association. The award is sponsored by Booklist, a publication of the American Library Association. Learn, learn more about Michael Prince via this video from cjonline.com. Hmm. There's probably a time when you could have stopped reading. But <laughs> like, that's yeah, okay. like a Spielberg movie. Yeah, yeah exactly so, like that. Uh, honor the hate you give. The Hate You Give did not win this list by Angie Todd. We've talked about that a lot. That is a... uh, I guess Kate could give us a fuller description. I don't know what you want to know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's won several awards. It has. Good Research Awards. I think National Book Award as well. Yes. And I think it won another one of these for debut from a debut author, possibly. Like a William C. Morris, mm -hmm, something like that. mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, It was good. It was moving more than a lot of books than I've read recently. So it, you know, the uh, 16-year-old girl, I think, watches a police officer shoot her friend because he thought he was armed, which he was not. And so then she struggles with her, um, you know, life and how she feels about police brutality and Mm. whether she feels safe in her own home and who can make her feel safe. So it's it's a struggle of just you know developing and growing as a human being but then facing these other struggles that come along the way it was it there was a lot in it wow. there was a lot oh, that sounds good yeah. continue prince okay. award did you tell us the winner yet no okay we're on the last honor okay long way down by jason reynolds uh so apparently this this has a different description uh it's the most haunted elevator ride of his life he's been urged to break the rules he's grown up with no crying, no snitching, get revenge. Reynolds' first novel in verse, so this is in verse, is a provocative, compelling, and essential love letter to young people in detention centers. We're getting a lot of different vibes from this book, yeah. from these two descriptions. Yeah. Here's the winner. It's the 2018 winner. So we are, we are we're correct in the year. Okay. Sorry, I'm just reading every bold text I see. Good. Uh, we are okay, Nick. Good. I know, you're, I know I you had know. that surgery. I did. And I've got everything else that I'm dealing with. Yeah, ringworm uh, Ringworm, jeez. I'm just guessing. I, I was don't gonna, know. I was gonna, <laughs> crap. I was gonna say I've read a lot of Punisher lately. Oh, oh. But now everybody knows I have Ringworm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. And three copies of Ringworld, and no one to lend them to. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have you're, books. You're an orphan librarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, would an orphan librarian also have no patrons? Hmm. I think I think that's the implication. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we are okay has won. So it's the California native Marin or Marin devastated by grief and questioning her reality plans to spend her winter break in an empty dorm in upstate New York. But now her best friend Mabel is on her way to visit and Marin must confront the loneliness that is threatening to take over her heart. But I think she might be okay. Yeah. So we are okay. Written by Nina LaCourt. Do you, now do we have this one in the collection or no, it's on you, its way. Are you familiar with this one? Uh, I don't remember ever hearing about i actually thought it was a graphic novel because it kind of looks like uh by the sea or whatever that is that book you have the brian o'malley book lost at sea lost at sea Uh 
the cover reminded me of that, so mm-hmm. I thought it was a graphic. Okay. Interesting. Because it's a very stylized cover. That makes sense. So, Well, let's talk about the Caldecotts then. Yeah. So the Caldecotts, uh, these awards are given to the most distinguished American picture book. All right. Kate's going to have some more Mostly about illustrations here. Here. All right, so. Kate, you want to tell us a little bit about the honor books? Sure. So let's we'll see. save the winner. We've got uh, Crown and Ode to the Fresh Cut is on this list yep. also yep. as an honor. That's pretty good. Um, and actually, that you you say you haven't read that one. I haven't read it's it. It's a very dynamic, like it's very colorful, and the and the pictures are very. It's unique from it, from it the cover. Out. It yeah. looks like it. Yeah. Um, a different pond, mm. illustrated by. Oh look, Eric! I'm gonna stumble on this one. Fee, thigh, tie. Anyone? T H I. Sure. Yes. Um. An early morning fishing trip between father and son provides food for that evening's dinner and time to reflect on a similar pond in Vietnam. Oh, look, it, there comes Vietnam again. Oh, it's all over the place. It's the year of Vietnam. Oh, God. So I've, I it read does, this one. It feels <laughs> no, like that no, sometimes. Sorry. No, I take that back. I lied. Big lie there. Um, but I, I read this one. Did you read this one? I did, actually. Oh, I read well, it back on. when it was a... Ken Burns just did the Vietnam documentary. Oh. Did that's, you watch it? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's all I had. Because oh. we were talking about... Yeah. Viet- all right, I'm giving it back to Kate. Okay. So, uh, A Different Pond is what we're talking about. Yes, yes, I did read it. I read it... Um, It was it was up for the Goodreads Choice Awards, actually, for Picture Book. Oh, that's book. right. Yes, yes. Uh, and I read it back then. I liked it. Did you like it? I liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was pretty it was, good. It was good enough. I, at the time... I don't... The illustrations didn't really leave much of an impact on me. You? No. Okay. No. It says it, it when it's brushstroke, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was good. Okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't win, but <laughs> no. Okay. That, that that was wrong. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I'm, this is why I, I shouldn't I, be on the no. podcast, though. I, I know what you're saying. I it was not worthy of either. the medal, I guess. How okay. about that? Sure. Um, let's see. So we've done Crown, a different pond. Grand Canyon is also no, an honor book. that's the only one that I haven't read. Yes. And that one I, we don't have on the shelf mm. yet either. So that, that will be on its way. Illustrated though. and written by Jason Chin. Did we yes. skip Big Cat, Little Cat in the honor books? Oh, we did. I went right to Crown because we, uh, we already talked about that one. But Big Cat, Little Cat, illustrated and written by Alicia Cooper is also on there. Simple and joyful domestic routines underscore the deeply entwined lives of two feline companions and the impact of loss on one. I liked that a lot. Did that was like a that? really cute one. Sad. I think it was very full circle yeah. and worked well. Yeah. I liked that. Well, the illustrations are very simplistic, which yes. is clearly what they set out to do. Yeah. Um, and it worked. Yeah, it it, it underscored the message it there. Did. So that was I don't nice. know if I would have given it like the... I think... I I liked that one the best out of this, sure, but if sure. you're basing it just on illustrations, I don't know that I would have put that at the top. No. There were like, a handful of others a, that... It said a lot with a little, which I, yes. you know, I appreciate. Well, you can appreciate that, yeah. But, okay, let's talk okay. about the winner. And the winner this year, 2018 medal winner for the Caldecott is Wolf in Snow, illustrated and written by Matthew Cordell. How did you feel about this? I My son was way more into it. Really? Yeah, he really liked it. I was just kind of like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. So this is basically just about, you, you read this? Yeah, okay. yeah. About a little girl who goes out, finds a, a wolf pup, yep. cub, I guess you'd say. That uh, strayed from the pack yep. and uh, got lost in the snow. Yep. She helps She helps the wolf get back to his pack and then she wanders off and gets lost in the snow right. and the wolf returns the favor. Yep. Yep. So it sends a <laughs> yes. it sends a bold message that children should play with wolves. Well, which I, clearly, I disagree with the message there. But come on now. Um, yeah, my son was very. He was like, "Where is she going? What's happening?" Because there's no. There's, it's practically wordless. Yeah. Yeah. You just basically have like sounds. Yep. You know, just like barking barks and, and yeah, you know, on There's no, no. Uh, yeah. And it's interesting. It's interesting to look at, you know, like their pointy coats. I didn't like it. Mm. I don't know what's wrong with me this year. No, they, I, I did not like this one. I didn't particularly like it. I wouldn't have give. I wouldn't have chosen this one. No. I probably would have given it to Crown, honestly. I feel like for the ones that we've talked about, that has the most sure. like evocative I images. But. I, I still kind of love After the Fall by Dan Santat. I don't remember that. Oh, that was the Humpty Dumpty? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, you're I was, right. I mean, not even an honor. Yeah. I was really kind of upset that about that. That was good. That was a really good one. I like that And there a were a couple others on the Antlered Ship. I don't remember who the author or illustrator is on that one, but I thought the art on that was I don't beautiful. One. We have it, so so you should check it out. I will. But I thought the art was beautiful, but, mm-hmm. but you know, I just, none of these compared to a couple others that have come into the library this mm. year, so. Oh, this one does have upset. a little bit of a... Um, reaction from the chair of the Caldecott Committee. Uh, committee members were astonished that a deceptively simple book could be such a dramatic story of survival. 
I mean, it does it does tell a whole story just by images. So, I mean, you got to give it that. Yes, Eric. I didn't like it. Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. Oh, okay. I didn't you like just, it. You didn't like it. It starts images? out, and I thought, oh, this art kind of reminds me of Ezra Keats. Mm. And then it moves around. I'm like, oh, no, this is just bad art. Mm. Especially at the end where the two parents and the kid are, like, smiling while looking up. I'm like, yeah. this is one of the worst. Dra- like, it's just bad angles. Bold. It's bad art. Bold. Uh, the coloring's kind of ugly. What did I just kick? Well, it's very stylized, you know. I mean, yeah. it's all about... It's it's true to itself. Give it that. I mean, it all. It's very cohesive. Um, yeah. And also, I kept reading. I'm like, well, that that would be bad. Yeah, I'm you pretty don't sure wanna... that. I'm pretty sure if a mother wolf don't... saw you holding its pup, it yeah, would. You'd be in trouble. Not just be like you. Hey, would thanks. Be in yeah. trouble. So, I don't know. I I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was great enough to win an award. Mm-hmm. I didn't think like I probably wouldn't even care. Yeah. But because it. It's not like, this is the best of 2018. I was like, mm-mm. Yeah. Now I have to not like it. Yeah, well, I think so. it's it's an interesting competition. Well, if you want to call it a competition, but with with something like Big Cat, Little Cat, which is so simplistic, and something like Crown, which is right. so like unique and, and bold. So well, you, know, I, you can see the different strengths. I feel like but, when I look at these books, I'm looking at the total message yeah. as it fits with the art. Right. So this, I didn't like the art. But I understood the message. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it was just, maybe it's just not my my style. And I'm not a big fan of wordless picture books either. No, no. no. Uh, Tuesday really like by David Wisner has got to be know. the only wordless picture book I've ever enjoyed. And so this was just, I don't know. This one was lost on me. I didn't like hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's been know. on the shelf since February. And I never, last February... And I, I never no thought anything picks. of it. Mm. Uh, any other ones? You, I want to talk about the Geisel Award, but are there any others that you guys oh, want to hit Geisel. that we haven't talked about? No. Okay. So the Theodore Seuss Geisel Award. This this is one that I've never... I haven't read a single one of these really? books. Yeah. We have the majority of yeah, them, Yeah, I know. I know. So I just... They, they weren't on my radar, right, so... I, guess. I think I read last year's Snail and Worm book, but I don't think I read this one. But, okay, let's talk about them. Let's talk about it. So the Geisel Award is given annually to the authors and illustrators of the most distinguished American book for beginning readers published in English in the United States during the preceding year. So let's talk about uh, Snail and Worm again. Snail and Worm again. That one, I don't know if we do have. Tina Kugler. I don't think we do. We I know we have the one from last year because I'm, I'm pretty sure Probably. that I read that. Snail and Worm's gentle friendship and support of one another in these humorous and charming stories will delight readers. The seamless introduction of consonant blends and vowel. Ooh. Ooh. Diagraphs expands new. Oh, I think those are just pushed together. <laughs> there was a typo. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't Nick's fault. No. There was a typo. <laughs> new readers' abilities. Okay. Yeah. The first Snail and Worm book is cute. Do you, are you familiar with that one? No. Nope, last year. I don't know just, that one. A snail and worm who are buddies. Well, hey, hanging that works. out, having fun. Uh, Noodleheads, do you know that one, Kate? We've got Noodleheads see the future. Yes, that okay. one's cute. What is it about? I don't know. Let's okay. see what it says here. Mac and Mac. <laughs> it's been a long time since I read it. Noodleheads hoping to eat a cake in their future find themselves in hilarious situations generated from their own foolishness. The author and illustrator bring a rich oral tradition to today's beginning reader. A reader will enjoy being in on the jokes in this cleverly crafted story told in comic book style. So, you know, it, it introduces young kids to graphic mm-hmm. novels and comic books, which I'm sure you both can appreciate. Yes. So, that's something. That's something. Oh. Come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, My Kite is Stuck and Other Stories by Selena Yoon. In this sequel to Duck, Duck, Porcupine, which I think I have read that one. <laughs> that sounds kind of funny. Though. The hilarious trio continue their antics with Little Duck saving the day every time. The graphic novel format with its speed speech bubbles and bold illustration supports newly independent readers with each story functioning as a standalone that's kind of nice i always like that with like poppleton and henry and mudge how they're not quite chapters they're kind of standalone stories mm-hmm. all put together those are nice i don't usually like like i really don't like reading the elephant and piggy series no, i'm not big on reading okay. those out loud now but i did like the uh, the good for nothing button yes did you read that one yes that one was pretty i thought good. that was gonna be on here. it was funny yeah yeah I, that seems like a totally completely yeah, mystic like somehow in there so who knows uh king and kayla and the case of the missing dog treats so yeah, this is i know there's yeah. i know there's this is at least two this is the second book i'm pretty sure yep i think so in this mystery kayla's dog king is accused of eating treats that she baked for her friend's puppy in five chapters king displays the sleuthing talents to track down the culprit and vindicate himself I don't know. I don't remember even seeing that one. No, we have it. None of these really left any kind of impression on me this year, honestly. So 
I know we have it. I know I've read it. I can't really tell you what it's about. Okay. Um, on our book is also I See a Cat by Paul Meisel. Hmm. Earliest readers enjoy a bird's eye view of the daily experiences of family's pet dog as it waits to return of, waits for the return of his beloved boy. With only 10 distinct words, Meisel masterfully creates an engaging, satisfying, and page-turning read. It is very simple. It is mm-hmm. literally, I see a cat. I see a squirrel. Mm. I see, and then I think it ends with, I see my boy type oh, okay. of thing. So it was in nice and simple for beginning okay. readers. And the winner, Charlie and Mouse. Yay. By Laurel Snyder. Do you know this Which, one? Which, Laurel Snyder is the author of Orphan Island, so I'm really oh, upset. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm not really upset. <laughs> I do know this one. I know we've got it. I know I read it. Uh, same thing. Left no oh. no imprint on okay. my memory. Well, in four short chapters that could each stand alone, readers join young brothers Charlie and Mouse on a full day of imaginative adventures. The brothers talk to sleeping lumps, invite friends to an impromptu playground party, f- uh, fail to sell rocks, and invent the bedtime banana. Bedtime bananas. They're a thing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not familiar with that either. No. But it won. Yeah. My son usually likes these. That's, you know, I don't, you, you read these to your kids. I yep, yep. Just... Take them home and read. Well, you know, sometimes I, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. do it for myself. I but. always find that these ones, like, even if I don't particularly like them, he does. Yeah. Know? So whoever is picking these, I feel like is doing a good job. I guess so. They must be pulling an entire what? kindergarten they class must. or something. They I must. Because like Wolf and Snow, I was like, okay, whatever. Right. But he kept wanting to read it. You know, Ugh. he kept liking it. Wanting Which to is, read it. you know, that is encouraging because yeah. it is a wordless picture book. Yeah. So they are independently reading yeah. a story. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that is a good thing. Yeah. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't particularly enjoy it either. But that's, you know, I, I do always find that whatever it is. Yeah. You know, they tend to be They, hits they do know what they're son, doing, I guess. So he's a good I'm wrong this year. I, <laughs> I test the books out on him. So you can find these, and there, there are many more. There are many more Youth Media Awards that you can go through. Uh, we've covered sort of the top tier, but there are others that are uh, gaining in, I don't know, respect and popularity. Wouldn't you say some of these other awards are kind yeah, of becoming yeah, some of them are getting a little there. bit more? N- nobody will ever be Caldecott or Newberry, but right. you know, we're yeah, getting Those there. are the tops. Uh, you can find these on ALA's website, ALA.org. Uh, you can find them there or just do a Google search for Youth Media Awards and you'll find these and many more. And most of these we have in the collection. If we don't have them in the collection, somebody in our system does. So if you want them, let us know and we'll get you copies. Anything else you guys want to add? Anything that you really thought? I know, Kate, we covered a little bit. Eric, was there anything from like the YA genre that you expected to get a little bit more attention that didn't? Or do you think it's pretty much representative of... Um, well, I've kind of felt like we've talked about this, what was it, like two weeks ago or mm-hmm. something? We talked about it's been a weird year for YA and that like nothing really seemed to have like stand out that's this true. year, like previous years, like it was the hate you give, yeah. but that seemed like the only thing yeah. that like people were talking about. Even series wise, like nobody really got into the Veronica Roth series. Yeah. Um, a lot of false. It seems like a lot of false starts. Cause we yeah. talked about Carville, yeah. how that was like a big deal in January, yeah. but then by, you know, at the end of the year, nobody's really talking it, it about it anymore. It seems like it, to me anyway, it seems like nobody is quite found the, the next thing you know, whatever the foothold in yeah. and like what's going to be the popular thing yeah keep like throwing it onto the wall to see what sticks and nothing has yeah so, so maybe 2018 is the year yeah but with all like the new like number ones that came out like book ones new series that came out there just hasn't i don't it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like where's carvel 2 yeah We're, like they're coming but it doesn't seem like there's the fever pitch yeah that there has been and it seems like in a, in adult fiction occasionally you can sort of work backwards like the classic example would be the da vinci code which right. came out after angels and demons and angels and demons just kind of was like a little poop 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 and then people right. found the da vinci code and went backwards that doesn't seem to be the case with ya i don't think that no people will pick up a book too and be like oh i gotta read more i kind of think with ya if it's like a good trilogy maybe people will get into that like the hunger Once games capped. Like right i think over. the hunger games like I remember like starting to hearing about the hunger games once the books were done Mm. and the movie was on its way. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of plays into it. Um, But also like the industry's changed since then as well. So maybe, yeah, maybe it just moves too fast now. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Well, Thanks, Kate, for joining us again. No problem. Is, no, I'm kidding. I'll give Kate the mic. My this voice been, is not that deep. Thank you. <laughs> Kate's quickest turnaround. She was 10 episodes ago. She was here. Jeez. So do we have every 10 episodes, Eric, do you think we just lock yeah, that no, in? No, let's, let's just not Kate schedule anything. Here. <laughs> See you at 141. We'll, we'll do a special segment called Kate's Corner. Where yeah. She could just <laughs> yeah. <gasps> we should call the picture room Kate's Corner. It's oh, that should be your story that's time. That's a pretty good name. A good sign. 
Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like anything with alliteration. I like. Yeah. We're gonna have to give you like very big frizzy hair though. Yeah. I think to make you just look crazy. All right. Well, let's talk library so. news. And Kate, <laughs> while, while you're still here. Uh, you want to talk about the Wacky Science Show? Yes, Wacky Science this weekend, Saturday at 2 o'clock in the auditorium. It's we February will have Chris 24th. Johnson. Yes, sorry, February 24th. We'll have Chris Johnson doing some Wacky Science. I think some of the things that he said there will be will be blowing things up Ooh, because that's always fun. Look out. Um, growing and shrinking head, uh, the triangle of terror, something to that effect. Lots of crazy sounding Intense. science. Um, a good amount of audience participation. So if your kids like to participate up on stage, make sure you get down in front so that you can be there and he can see you and you can see everything. So, yeah. Exciting. Definitely exciting I mean, stuff. I don't, I don't even... This is the first like science show we've done. Yeah. At least since I've been here. Well, and I, I believe Chris Johnson is a magician, mm. but he makes this very specific. This is not magic. Yeah. This is actually science mm -hmm. at work. It just looks like magic. Mm -hmm. So his, it makes it really fun. His black magic show is you don't even want to. <laughs> Ooh, voodoo. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. He makes it makes it very clear that the magic show is magic. Yeah. There's no science involved. No. Yep. Yep. We've it's sacrificed pure, pigeons. Pure magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we mentioned the book clubs already, but I'll remind you again. Can I tell you I hate magic that's explained to be science? Yeah. And that was one thing that was disappointed me about the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. It's like it's it's like quantum science. I'm like, yeah. no, just make it it's magic. magic. He turns magic. something into a snake and it used to be a chair. Yeah. Magic. Magic. It didn't bring a snake from a quantum realm yeah. and put him on the chair and now the chair's in the other reality. Yeah. It's not that. Anyway, yeah, well, that's thanks. that's my quick soapbox about how magic should be presented. I'm glad you got a chance to get that off your chest. Yeah, uh, the book clubs were discussing north of Boston, which Kate and I are leading that discussion together on yeah. March 7th. Newburyport. What? That's that's north of Boston. Oh, okay. That's where I was born. And then the Patron Picks Book Club. We just had the drawing last <laughs> week, and we're going to be reading uh, oh, "All the Light We Cannot See" by Anthony yes. Dewar, which was in 2016, yeah. I think. Pretty much just a perpetual bestseller. Yeah. From like January 1 to yeah. December 31st. And, so. and if you're Alaska, it's most light. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, you can't hardly, yeah. You invest in some candles, <laughs> electricity. So, they yeah, I imagine they, they have solely an candles, but it just seems like, <laughs> you think, yeah. To mix it up a little bit, I think. Yeah. So that's what book clubs are up to. Do you remember in Malcolm the Middle where the older brother moved away to like Alaska and was living in Alaska and got married? No. That was a fun time. Sounds intense, though. Yeah. Uh, Creek Bend Band is coming back March 1st. Yes. So join us for that. Last People scene in them. Alaska. Were they've they? have returned. Wow, what a tour. That's not true. I should just clarify that <laughs> they were not recently in Alaska. And maybe they were, but yeah. I, I haven't heard that. Yeah. That would be news to me. Yeah. Hey, when's the idea to Rod? We never talk about that. No we idea. never bring it up in book news. No, we don't. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do you ever read Stone Fox? Uh, no. Very sad. I've read Stone Soup. Dog has a heart attack right before he gets to the finish line. Oh, oh. And then the kid has to carry him across. Jeez. Well, it's to save his grandpa's potato farm because the grandpa had a heart attack. So I guess everybody this boy loves has a heart attack. Seriously? So maybe it's the boy, now boy. that I put it together. Stone yeah. Fox is a Native yeah, what's American. What's the X factor there? It's that yeah. kid. At the, Stone Fox is the Native American who draws a line in the snow and says, anyone across this, I'll shoot them on the race. Because he's going to oh. let them. So the boy just carries his big sheepdog dog across the line. Sheepdog wow. is dead but at this point. Jeez. Yeah. I'm sure there, I can't remember if there's a line like, come on, boy, we can make it. So What a great, depressing thing for us to go out on. That was a kid's book, yeah. Thanks for reading You didn't even ask up. me if there was any library news. Maybe I have tons. Oh, go ahead. Well, we're showing Thor in a couple of weeks, but... That's fun. It's too far away to really yeah. tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's almost like that's why I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, March 9th. Maybe I got other things. At 3.30. But that reminds me that we are showing uh, Fences, starring Denzel Washington and Viola Davis, based on the August Wilson play. Yeah. Uh, which is page screen adaptation right Thor there. Thor reminded you of Fences? Yeah, because it's another movie that we're showing. Ragnarok. That is... Fences. Right. Got it. So <laughs> you can see Fences uh, February 27th at 2 yeah. o'clock. And remember, we show a senior matinee the fourth Tuesday of yeah. every month at 2 o'clock. And they're all cool. So come yeah. to them, please. Okay. All right. I'm going to end what do you this call, podcast. What do you call <sighs> Kate Blanchett when, when she's angry? What? Hella mad. Because of because <laughs> she played character. the character Hella. Well, I don't see how we can top that. So <laughs> thanks, thanks again, Kate, for joining us, and we will see you all next time. Bye. <laughs>